With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. A massive show today, live from New York. It's the show that always remembers to box out the free throw shooter. You can't let the free That's basic basketball. We I learned that in fourth grade. Uh, big news, leaving Las Vegas, starring Derek Carr, bench today. Where will he end up next? Meanwhile, LeBron goes airborne against the frisky magic. But has Nick officially moved on from the king? You didn't even mention it. You were just busy talking about Luca. And finally, it's Wednesday, which means it's time for tears in this old video of Patrick Mahomes stretching. In for Chris Broussard is Super Bowl champion Greg Jennings. I'm Kevin Wilds. Nick, yeah. are there any surprises at the top of the tiers? Major shakeup. Wow. The, you know, the Bengals had been at the top for quite some time, but the committee does not take kindly to playing close games with the Patriots. We'll tell you that. Well, you, you get dinged. I said it was going to be close. You get dinged for playing close games right. with the Patriots, so we'll reveal. Was uh, but we start with a little bit of Luka magic in Dallas. The stat line, incredible. 60-21-10, one absurd dance move after he tied the game. Mavs complete historic comeback down 9.35 seconds to go. Win in overtime. Here's Nick's large adult Slovenian son. 60-point, 20-rebound, triple-double. 60 points, 20 boards, never, it never happened, baby. How's it feel right now? I'm tired as hell. <laughs> you can rest later, you're young. I need to recover your beer. <laughs> okay. I'm just so proud. (laughs) You worked so hard, you know, from the mean streets of inner Slovenia Mm -hmm. to put together what was, in the regular season, the single greatest televised performance ever. Okay, televised. Yeah, Wilt's game wasn't on TV. Wilt's 100, it's still 100. I know people minimize it because it's Wilt. It's 100 points in a professional basketball game. I'll go ahead and give that the gold medal. But no regular season performance by anyone other I mean, there's, the, there's your, right now, your Mount Rushmore regular season NBA performances. Okay. Wilt's 100, Luka's 60, 20, and 10, Kobe's 81, and an underrated Jordan game. Yeah, man. From pre, before Jordan had won a title, and he didn't even win the title that year, so I know it probably doesn't count to the rings culture, folks, but 69, 18, and 6 is pretty strong. But I'm going to give you a couple reasons why Luca's game yesterday is the best game any of us have ever seen because none of us this is a hill to climb. Saw it's it's not that big of a hill to climb. First of all, the context of it: his team's down nine with 35 seconds left. In the last 20 years, 13,885 teams mm-hmm. have been down nine or more with 35 or less seconds left. Mm-hmm. You know how many of them won? Zero. One. Well, one now. It was yeah. zero. Now it's one. 
That's the first reason. Here's the second reason. He's the only guy in league history that could have done that, that could put up that stat line. It's not just that he's the only guy that has done a 60-20-10. He's the only guy that could. LeBron's career high in rebounds in any game, not triple-double, in any game, is not 20. Jordan never had a 20-rebound game. Harden, who we've seen have a 60-point triple-double, never had a 20-rebound game in his career. So the fact that he could do it, he did do it. It was in a comeback. Yeah. He hit the. He had to perfectly execute the missed free throw rebound putback, which we see teams try a dozen times a week, and no one ever executes. But why doesn't it work usually? Well, listen. With every great sports moment, there's usually a bit of failure by the opposing defense. But we, you know what? I would argue I'd have forced the ball out of Wilt's hands a little more in the hundred point game <laughs> in Hershey, Pennsylvania. I'd have sent some triple teams at Kobe if I were the Raptors coach at the time but you know what there is always some malfeasance on the other team's behalf for a great player to do a great thing but we will see another player score 80 Devin Booker's come close will we, we see, see another player score 60 this month maybe but it's the 60 points is not what does it wilds oh, why are you unimpressed why are you unimpressed you know, you're, you're unimpressed no i was impressed what i don't like uh-huh is exaggeration. That's why they call me the mayor of fair, Greg. Because someone in a world full of exaggeration and recency bias has to sit here and say, you know what? Great performance. You know what else was a great performance? Oh, Kyrie. Remember when he had 60 against the Magic less than a year ago? How about Carl Anthony Towns? 60. Tatum, 60. The 60 60. is not the key to it. The rebounds aren't that impressive to me. They're not. See, and that's this is what that's what bothers me now oh. because ten extra rebounds than no, Kobe. No, 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 no. Because okay. because in Russell, overtime, all right. In today's game, everybody almost tries to normalize the triple double, and it pretty much can be normalized. I'll give you that sure. if you're getting twenty, ten, and, and ten, 11, whatever. Yeah. But to get twenty rebounds and to get like, ten assists and to like, do it in a combat, I don't, I don't I think you. It. How many big? How many centers? How many big men? are averaging 20 rebounds or or have that in this this season. It's a great performance. It is not as good as Kobe's 81. Kobe's 81 was so noteworthy. Jalen Rose got more famous just for being on the court but, with Kobe. Okay. Kobe's 62 when he played three quarters. And by the way, Dusty, he had eight rebounds no one talks about. Oh, because eight re- co- 21 rebounds and eight in, rebounds not in the in same a, world. In 37. And it's also what? an overtime game. Hold on, wild. So Kobe in Kobe's 62 in three quarters versus Lucas 60 in overtime. But we've seen 60 in three quarters recently, and you don't care about it. That the Kobe's listen. I am not disrespecting Kobe to say part of the reasons Kobe's 62 in three quarters and 81 is as legendary as it is is because he is as legendary as he is. Clay Thompson scored 60 mm-hmm. and did not play in a fourth quarter recently. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Uh, James Harden did it two years ago with the Rockets, 60 through three quarters and sat for the fourth, and nobody cares. Kyrie, when he scored 60, barely played in the fourth, and nobody cares. The point for the Luka thing is not that he scored 60. Just like for Kobe, the the 60-point the game was unbelievable, but it was not unprecedented. The 81-point game, which I had on the Mount Rushmore, is unprecedented. But what, do you think that is going to stand? 
Do you think for the next decade, no, we've seen Devin Booker flirt with it a couple times. Yeah. Do you think someone's going to crack 80? Because I do. I don't think this will happen again unless Luka does it. Probably. Probably someone will get to it. But Kobe's had three games that will be more memorable in the next 10 years than this game. We might remember this game as a nice moment in Luka's mm. career. But it's not as good as Kobe's 81. It's not as good as the three-quarters game. It's not as good as, or memorable as his final game. I know the final game wasn't the most efficient game in the world, but it's a memory. This was a solid game in overtime that the Knicks helped him out a bit. It's a great performance. It is not on Kobe level, and that's from the mayor affair. Okay. <laughs> it's not on Kobe level from a points perspective. I get that. And for me, I, Dusty, I would love to know, how many shots did Kobe take in that game? Oh, because no, he, took, he was efficient. In the 81-point game, he was efficient. He was 61%. But points. Luka was 68%. Exactly. Like, he was 68% from the field last night. 20 boards, 10, like, he Greg, g- are you going to remember this in 10 years? I will. Of course. You know what? I'm going to put it in my calendar. The- Call put- Greg up. Absolutely. And say, Greg. Can I say one other thing before we move on? Yeah. There is a difference between legendary, memorable, all those things, and best performances. I'm guessing most of the audience, even though we as a nation have become Michael Jordan zealots, didn't even know he had that game against the mm-hmm. Cavs. 69-18-6. and six. But the fact that we have not deified that performance the way we have other lesser Jordan performances doesn't mean it's not his best one. And so the point that I'm making is if we are being fair graders of what we've seen, what Luka did yesterday is the best regular season performance in modern NBA history. It does not mean it's the most memorable. It does not mean that people are going to deify it the way they have Kobe's. But what he did yesterday is harder than Kobe's 81, more improbable than Kobe's 81, and more unprecedented than Kobe's 81. No one's ever done it. No one has ever. All of the one other guy, one other guy scored more than 81. Okay, right, which is why Kobe's is third on the list, and this is second on the list, and number one on the list is the one other guy. Like (laughs) this is, it's like the MVP discussion is that something can be amazing, but not the very best. Sure, this is. This is the very best regular season performance we've seen in modern basketball history. Yep, I'm, I'm sure it will be. It'll stand until someone scores 62 when in you, January. When you do so something Devin that Booker no one has ever Booker's done. Out. When you do something that Lots no one's ever done. Lots of people have done it. No, one's, going, no, no one's one loves rebounds. Done it. No one loves rebounds. No, no one has done oh, it. Gosh. You guys, you demanded wow, I put Joker no one loves in the MVP rebounds. race because of a 27 rebound game. 27's a lot of okay, rebounds. Okay, this is 21. 21's a lot in overtime. Okay. You just started the show game. saying we're the show that knows how to box out. So obviously you love rebounds. Exactly I like rebounds. Right. You know but what, I'm not Greg? Oh, you know what? Point gather around the fireplace, children. Let's look at Lucas' rebounds in an he overtime game. He had 60, 20, and Gather 10. around. Let me put on my he stocking cap. He had 60 cap. points. Tell you a story. 21 rebounds, Most 10 assists, and a nine-point comeback in the final wow. 30 seconds, which has not been done in recorded NBA history. And you're trying to minimize I'm it. Not minimizing it. Yep. You are not minimum. Papa, are we watching Kobe's 81? No, 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 son. An overtime victory against the Knicks. What? What? You this is a- memorable? The- no, I didn't, son. Trust me. Gather around. <laughs> Grab your mother. <laughs> uh, okay, here are some tweets from uh, the world at large. Yeah. We are watching greatness at Luka Doncic. Mark Cuban texting Luka while he's playing. I've never seen anything like that ever. Yeah, I no, have. Literally no one has. Yeah, Devin Booker did it. Kevin Walker scored nope. 62. Uh, Kevin Durant says, that was my, my career type performance from Luka tonight. Some video game stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. We don't, guys. He's on the show. Oh. We don't. Oh, need, I didn't know that was we don't need to include these. My large adult Slovenian son having one of the greatest can, games can in NBA history. Uh, the, the take hardened overnight. Can I ask you a question? Sure. You no, know, that's. It's still one of the greatest. It's one of the. You two would have said greatest. the second best. The. It, it, the tweet, listen, don't be mad that your tweets didn't make the show. I'm not in charge of that. Uh, but does it at all uh, soften your stance a bit that other NBA guys like Kevin Durant seem pretty wowed by what we saw? They're not trying to put qualifiers on it and tear it down. Am I not the mayor of fair? You're, I was wowed by it. You were not. Dusty, can you go through all of Twitter, talk to Elon, <laughs> and see if anyone other than Nick said it was better than Kobe's 81? Because that's what you are saying. And I, no one said that. Okay. Nobody. Okay, well, Maybe I, you're taking I apologize for having a unique, accurate take, but that is kind of my brand. Oh, wow, I haven't heard that before, and wow, that's smart and clearly brand is inarguably me. correct. Can we move on? You, you, Bad you, take. You I am really, sorry to the audience. And I am not trying he said to. I'm sorry. I, I am. The, I, the next time, I might get a little choked up here. Okay. Billy or Russy score six goals in a hockey game. I'm going to come on TV and talk about how much it sucked. How about that? You do this to my son. What's, what's fair for one's fair for the other. Telling you right now. So uh, I thought families were off limits on this show, yeah, but evidently true. not. Also, Billy doesn't play hockey. Oh, okay. Take sorry. Uh, last night. LeBron beat the frisky Magic. Congratulations, King. Uh, Also bubbling up, and this is kind of a story, -story, non-story, LeBron deleted this tweet. I don't know if he deleted it. It's just missing in action now. I can slash will not miss the postseason again for my career. This stuff hurts. Okay, back to watching these games. It's from April. Uh, Nick, your reaction to LeBron's uh, social media cleanup? Yeah, I don't love it. I don't really believe in deleting tweets. I think that, the, you know, some people have programs that do it, tweet, delete. I, I think you, you put it out there. If you delete it within 30 seconds of posting it, I'm okay with it. But once it's out there, it's out there. And when you've got, what does LeBron have, 35 million followers? Several. I don't really. The, it's also bad strategy because the only reason people are talking about this is because he deleted it. Like, it actually makes it more permanent by it deleting it. But it also, to me, was, assuming he did it, he's coming to the same similar unfortunate realization that a lot of us are, which is despite the fact that LeBron is having a better year than anyone could have possibly realistically expected for him to have at this point in his career, he's still an All-NBA guy, he is still a top-ten player in the league, the Lakers roster is so terribly constructed, they were three-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Magic last night. Now, they ended up winning and covering by a lot, but the marketplace looked at the Lakers with a healthy LeBron James and said, yeah, they're probably going to lose. Now, they ended up winning, but I think LeBron recognizes, Greg, that if AD is out a couple more weeks, much less another month, that this team absolutely could miss the playoffs. Yeah, just let us know what we already knew. The Lakers just aren't good enough. They're They're not constructed to win in the regular season and definitely not even make the playoffs. And what's frustrating, and I believe I can say this to Nick, mm-hmm. what's frustrating to my brother Nick over here is that LeBron, like he just said, he's playing the best ball that he could possibly play. He's playing well. And it just isn't good it's enough. It's not good enough. When's the last time we've said something like that? Like LeBron is 
playing the right. best. Right. Last year, LeBron was hurt and they missed time. Correct. And there was, it was, and so that was part of the reason. But the fact that LeBron, for the most part, has been healthier than expected and better than expected, and the team stinks, it's just unfathomable. Awesome. And he hasn't, we talked about this yesterday. This is the first sign of a little bit of frustration from LeBron, it feels like. They yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to go out and handle business like Palinka, like, you know, but can I, try to get Buddy here. I know we got to move on, but can I say one thing sure. real quick? Because you and I were talking off the air about him signing that extension, why he did it, why he shouldn't have. And I said, I don't think he trusted them not to trade him if things went really south and he wants to break the record in the Lakers uniform. And you said kind of just flippantly, like, where are they going to trade him? Like to Orlando or something. And it got me thinking overnight. If you added LeBron, to basically any team in the league, would they be better than the Lakers currently are? Great take. Like, yes. it, when you said Orlando, I'm like, well, I think LeBron, with that, if they didn't have to give up anything for him, they just added LeBron, I'm like, that team be good. They got some shooters. You got Rockets play, would be good. You got, Thunder would be great. All of those yeah. teams. Every, it's, so it's, it's like, now I understand the Lakers have Anthony Davis, and with Anthony Davis, it's a totally different thing. But this Lakers team without LeBron, is worse than if you just randomly dropped him on literally any other team in the league. They would be more competitive and more interesting than the Lakers are without Come AD. Come on, Palenka. It's devastating. Yeah. Hey, we, we, listen, we get to watch the second greatest performance ever. We could watch a year 20 LeBron in the playoffs. Well, get it together. You should keep this show on your DVR. Luca, you were amazing. Thank you, Greg. I'll tell him. We talked about the second greatest. You're- this was one of the greatest segments. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Derek Carr benched. Raiders don't want him injured, which would guarantee future money. Now what does the future hold? Eh, here's an out-of-breath Josh McDaniels. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and, and start Jarrett uh, the last couple games of the season here. Um, you know, we're, none of us is happy with where we're at, um, but we think it's a, an opportunity to, um, you know, evaluate a younger player who hasn't had much time to play. Um, you know, uh, talking to Derek, uh, who was great. Um, you know, he understands uh, the scenario that we're in and the situation and um, very supportive of the two young guys. And Greg, just really quick, uh, we already did evaluate uh, Jarrett the Javelin in New England. That's why we let him go with you, Josh, to Las Vegas. So keep evaluating, but your reaction? Uh, I think we've seen the last of Derek Carr. 
in Oakland or Oak, Vegas. in a Vegas and Raider Oakland, unit. Though. Yeah, in Oakland as well. Uh, look, man, he he did not get it done. And we talked about this yesterday with spots for Tom Brady that to be welcomed. That is one of the positions. But to go to Jarrett Stidham, that says a lot. A guy who's completed just over half of his past. You know him. Well, well, I, I, mean, I, was on, I had a little flirtatious yeah. episode with Here's Jarrett the thing. You did. Can we, Greg, you Greg did. Can, we, can we cut Wild some slack here just for a moment? <laughs> we all have our strengths and weaknesses as people and broadcasters. Wilds is building quite the resume of America's worst quarterback predictor. Well, uh, so we'll won't call Justin Herbert good. Love Jared Stidham. Defends Mac yeah, Jones. There's just this is again we you know the, we again strengths and weaknesses. So let's not pick on him when sure. you know one of but hey that. the javelin is starting now. So maybe maybe this will be a take a starter, that comes so. back from the dead. But go ahead, Greg. Sorry about that. Yeah, when I look at this situation, I'm. I'm not really shocked because he hasn't been performing. He hasn't lived up to the bill. You have all this talent around you. You you made the playoffs last year. You squoke in, squeaked in, yeah. whatever. And to have this pressure on you, new coach, you bring in your guy, Devontae Adams. He's playing great, but you haven't done anything but be better than Russell Wilson in that division. Yeah. Like, that's, it, that's a problem. It, to me, it was, you knew it was over for Derek Carr. I know it was weird because they gave him a contract extension after last year, but as, as we're about to see when they release him here in a few weeks, it was a fake contract extension. Uh, but you knew it was, I knew it was over for Derek Carr when at the end of that playoff game, this is an opportunity. You guys shouldn't have been in the playoffs. You got there. It's the season from hell. You've overcome it. Mm-hmm. You're playing the Bengals. You're down a score. You're at the 10, and if you remember, they didn't throw a single pass into the end zone. They had four plays. Yeah. Not one of them could have been a touchdown. Forget that they didn't succeed. They were all short. It was too careful. It was too cautious. And then you lose a game against the Steelers where you score a 70-yard touchdown opening drive. Opening drive touchdown to start the game, and the rest of the game you do nothing. And so I get why the Raiders are doing this. The cap mechanics of it are very simple. His money is non-guaranteed except for $5 million unless he's injured. Right now he's healthy. So they are going to, I would assume, try to trade him this offseason, but he has a no-trade clause. So he can just say, I don't accept it. You don't want to guarantee my, me my money. Outright release me. And then he gets to go find someone that will be happy to have Derek Carr because he's fine. He's not great. He's fine. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they're benching him. But you know what part of my reaction to this was? The AFC West better be very careful or else they're going to get on that same damn treadmill the AFC East did. They... Since Mahomes started, the AFC West has had six head coaches fired, and Derek Carr is going to be, Stidham's going to be the 11th different starting quarterback for those three other teams. They are all, and Derek Carr's not terrible. Uh, Anderson has 14 picks. He's fine. He is, to me, the definition of an average quarterback. quarterback. Good is maybe a bit strong. Someone has to be in the middle. Yeah, exactly right. That's my point is, I think if we're we're ranking the 30 starting quarterbacks, he is at best 12th and at worst 18th and probably right in the middle. And I think the Raiders looked around and said, doggone it, that's not going to be good enough. And so now they... So what's the plan? You're going to find somebody better than Patrick Mahomes? Well, maybe you draft somebody. Maybe Greg's right about Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels. So that solves your problems for one year if you get Tom Brady. And if you don't get Tom Brady, who do you get? But again, it gives you some time. Like, they have a roster where they can compete now. But you, you made up a good point. When we look at Derek Carr, like any fan who's probably been a Raider fan has seen this out of Derek Carr, but if you don't watch the Raiders, you don't see how cautious he plays. Like Devontae Adams, friend or no friend, I mean, like 
for you, we saw the frustration for him to go games where the first half he didn't even get targeted. But that, like, that's you, not Derek Carr's fault. That's Josh McDaniel's fault. Draw don't, something don't, up for Derek. No, don't give me that. Don't give me that. Because you snap that, you snap the ball, you drop back, you go through progressions. If I look to my left and I see a matchup situation that I like, and it's Devontae Adams. It's Devontae Adams. You, I don't care what so the play is. Tar- it's his best friend from Fresno State and his gosh darn neighbor. Because I, I tell kids this all the time. Don't become a robot. Derek Carr is a robot playing quarterback. Nothing we see out of Derek Carr is freelance, off script, nothing. It's all one, two, three. Okay, I got that guy. I don't have that guy. I'm either going to try to run or Which is why leading the league in picks is like so you, unforgivable for him. Man, you Because you're not getting that. any of the improvisational wow stuff. And now all of a sudden he's super cautious yet still has the most picks in the league. It's uh, bad. Briefly, we, because uh, Hobbs, our Raiders fan producer, wants us to get off the bad news Raiders. Oh, topic. okay. Um, but do you think there's a domino to fall with Devontae? Because I thought... All, the only reason he was going there, the only reason he left Aaron Rodgers was to team up with this Fresno State Magic. And they, I know we joked around, but like they did our neighbors, they're close friends, mm-hmm. and now you're going to jettison Derek Carr. Does Devontae Adams have any, I don't know, and he any leverage? Out. To, he could demand out. Yeah, I don't so. think he's going to demand out. I mean, he's making good money. He's in a really good situation minus the quarterback. Well, but if, uh, kind of. But if you, like I said, if you, te- if you bring Devontae in the, in the uh, upstairs and say, hey, Devontae, look, this is what we're thinking about trying to do. We're going to try to go get Tom Brady. I know, I know this season. I know your relationship. It doesn't work. Look, hey, but you, you, you think he would be like, nope, I want out. Well, Greg, if I brought a movie script to you, it's like, hey, here's my script. And we're going to try to get Leonardo DiCaprio. But if the you, response to be like, what if we don't? That, like, well, okay, then well, it's my buddy. What, I think that's what Greg's Jared, saying. Jared I think that's what Greg's but saying the fact is that, that they if they try. don't, and if they don't, then they address the Devontae suit. Correct. If they're going to draft a quarterback and reboot the whole thing, then maybe they try to get assets for Devontae. If they're going to try to win right now with Tom Brady, see what they do, then I think Devontae would be fine. I also think that Devontae and Derek Carr, I know, are close friends. Also, being young and rich in Vegas is fun. And he's, he's still getting his numbers, and he's got his money, and Vegas is not Green Bay. Like, I, I'm not certain Devontae Adams is devastated that, about the fact that Derek Carr's moving on. We'll find out. He'll say something. Maybe he'll tell the guy who works at the Taco Bell in his house. I don't know. But we'll find out from somebody about what's going on. But I think he'll be a Raider next year. Well, he has Taco Bell in his house. You don't watch the commercials? It's, Clearly he does. Yeah, come sorry. on, Wilds. I'm sorry. Keep up. Well, I can't tell what's going on. <laughs> you, I don't know. Fact from fiction. Uh, Joe Burrow won AFC Player of the Week, even though the Patriots shut him down in the second half and deserved to win that game. Maybe that's the reason the Bills are favorite in Cincinnati. Nick, does Buffalo deserve to be the favorites here? No, of course not. But this is, I mean, this is just another money-making opportunity, America. The Bills this year against the spread are 7-8. and eight. The Bengals are 12-3. and three. All year long, Vegas has disrespected the defending AFC champions and way over respected the defending AFC East champions. Yay, good job, Buffalo. Uh, and so, no, they should not be, the Bills should not be favored in Cincinnati. That's a ridiculous line. They are not the better team. They are not the healthier team. They don't have the better quarterback. So, yeah, no, the Bills do not deserve to be favorites. And the Bills, uh, come Tuesday morning, are going to be the AFC's three seed. The one seed right now, they lose that game, though. They all of a sudden have the same record as Cincinnati, and Cincinnati obviously will have won the head-to-head, and they'll be the three-seed probably staring at a game against the Ravens in round one. And so, no, I don't think they deserve to be favored. 
I'm with you. I don't think they do deserve to be favorites. And yes, I know I'm a Bills. You're the Bills guy, Bills Mafia. I I am Bills Mafia all the way. However, I I love what the Bengals are doing. This is a team that is five and one at home. Their only loss at home came week one when Burrow threw 40 interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. He got sacked 40 times Mm. by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, and then they haven't lost at home. Seven games, they've won seven games in a row. This team is hot, and you. Tell me that the Bills coming in without a Von Miller. Uh, the, Probably no Mitch Morse. I, I, I want to I lean into this just quickly. Josh Allen not playing superb like he was at the front half of the season. Mm. Like, That's an understatement. Yeah, I don't. Playing superb. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't see how they are favorite, especially against this Bills team. Ca- that, that is probably, probably, probably one of the best teams in the AFC. Yeah, the, listen, the, the, the variance in this game, Wilds, if the Bills win, they're overwhelmingly likely to be the one seed, and the Bengals could all of a sudden be the wild card in the AFC because they might not win the division. If the Bengals win, they're alive for the one seed. The Bills drop to the three line, and the Bengals basically lock up their division. It is it, the, the, You rarely get a game that can have this much variation of the standings this late in the year. It's huge. Let's go, Bills. So you can rest Josh Allen against the Patriots. Okay. I'm a huge. I'm going to jump through this table. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to. Yeah. Could Tom Brady take his talents to New Orleans? Not according to Greg. I guess he has to go to Las Vegas. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Sean Payton uh, works for Fox now. Where will he work next year? Not sure. Uh, The Broncos to fix for us? Probably not. Cowboys, if they lose a playoff game, strong maybe. Back to New Orleans with Brady. That's the idea floated by Mike Florio. Nick? Yeah. You were up crunching the numbers. Well, yeah, I just think it's a terrible idea. <laughs> I just think that I understand for Sean Payton why they're connecting him to New Orleans because New Orleans mm-hmm. it would have to agree to let him coach elsewhere. So I get that. Mm-hmm. I think they could work something out. I think Sean Payton did enough for that team, won a Super Bowl, was there for a long time. If they're, and I think a team would want him badly enough, I think maybe they'd give New Orleans a first-round pick for Sean Payton. Oh, yeah. Not like a top-five pick, but a first-round pick worth it for Sean Payton. But if I'm Tom Brady, what is exciting about New Orleans? They, I like Chris Olave a lot. Mm-hmm. I think he's a star. Aside from that, it's a whole bunch of yikes. So Alvin Kamara does not right now look like the same player that he was over the previous few years. Michael Thomas has seemingly as many catches the last two years as Greg. And Greg's been working with us for these two years. They are in the worst cap situation that any team has been in in NFL history. Okay, They are $58 million over next year's cap. Already, and by the way, they don't have a first-round pick next year or a second-round pick the year after because they were so convinced they could still win right now. Just, just a question because I know you are really yeah. good on this, uh, the cap stuff. Yeah. If there was only one year with Brady left, could they put anything else on well, the credit card? Yeah, listen, you can continually put things on the credit card, but eventually the bill comes due. 
And they have been operating as if the bill was going to be due when Drew Brees retired. But then they pretended they could keep competing. And then this year I thought, okay, they're going to take their medicine this year because Brees and Peyton are gone. And then they did it again. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they could, but you are still bereft the resources other teams are going to have. And, Greg, the team's 6-9. and nine. Yeah. There's only seven teams in the league with a worse record than them, and they've had the benefit of playing in the NFC South. I just, if you're Tom Brady, I would not want I – I can think of a dozen teams that would be more attractive to me if I were Tom Brady than the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I mean, he's playing on one. It, like, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is a better situation, in my opinion, than the New Orleans Saints. I agree. Saints, given if you switch – out the head coach. But yeah. this just doesn't – nothing about this makes sense to me. Like seeing Tom Brady go to New Orleans where, like, in New England, his complaint was, I, I don't have personnel around me. I don't have the skill guys. You go to New Orleans, you just listed out one guy. Yeah, Chris Olave. Chris Olave, who's young and who's up and coming and who's a star. Like, Alvin Kamara's been in and out of the lineup. We don't know what he's going to provide. Like – there's Tom Brady brings a lot to a team, mm -hmm. but covering up all that, he does not bring that anymore. Could you, That's not who he is. But if I'm Tom Brady, I, I still operate by the, like, climb the easiest side of mountain, like, yeah. easiest side of Everest. Like, if you've got to climb Everest, like, let's take the easy route. Well, I look around, I'm like, well, the Falcons, I don't think have ever beaten me. I own them. Uh, I know I can beat the Bucks, and I can roll the Panthers. So Right, but I, is the question, but, but is Brady's already. goal wild – just to win a division, or is his goal to play in another Super Bowl? Because you know, I understand getting magic. into the playoffs yeah. is the easiest path, but also keep in mind it used to be two buys, now it's one buy, so there was more advantage to having you know six wins within the division. But it, Greg, teams that might need a quarterback next year mm -hmm. that would be better fits for Tom Brady: San Francisco, yep, the Jets, mm -hmm. the Dolphins, the Raiders, the Giants, Washington. Detroit, Seattle, those teams are all better than the Saints Seattle. right now. Again, I, I, I don't think Tom Brady's going to go any of those places, but that's my point. Would we think it's ridiculous for it to be like, you know where Tom Brady should go? Seattle. Seattle's way better than New Orleans. Seattle is in a, is in a, it has better weapons, a younger defense. Like, and so, and I'm not saying he's going to go there. My point is, New Orleans would be one of my last choices if I were Brady. They're in cap hell. They don't have their pick. They, they're the only weapon that I know is good is the rookie wide receiver. I just it doesn't make sense to me, Greg. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I just don't see it happen. You said Detroit, and I kind of paused at that. Like, no, but that Detroit that, be good. Detroit would. He's be, not. Go, he's not going to go live and play in Detroit. No, he won't. But it would. But it would. The offensive line's yes. awesome. Amazing. The running game's good. Amon Ross, St. Brown, an easy division potentially. Like, they got a ton of weapons. Yeah, I'm, he's, it's, he's hey, not going to Detroit. I understand. New Orleans is be not happening. New Orleans. Either. I just I don't see that. Happening. I know, but I did a nice thing about going back to the Patriots, and you guys were like, Yeah, because Saints like, be back. Hey, what about the Lions? <laughs> but seriously, I don't know. Bro, how about the Toronto Maple Leafs? What, yeah. would, what <laughs> would draw him back to the Patriots? Realistically, other than your desire for him to come back it's to fair, the Patriots, it's a, it's a fair question. I would say a good running game, good defense, the fourth most cap space, and familiarity with the ownership group and the coach head coaches. Okay. That's a good answer. Other than that, maybe it's the Lions. Hey, <laughs> coming back. Is Dak back? We discuss next. Hey, it's 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, stay with us because coming up in 15 minutes, it's the hottest segment in all of sports television. It's Nick's Tears. Then on Friday, oh, there's a picture of me and a guy wearing a hat. It's upset alert. That always works. It always works. You know what would be nice? Something else worked. You just You're said it was alert. close. You said the Bengals played the. Patriots you haven't gotten close. one right since Halloween. Predict. Sports Illustrated saying that Austin Reeves' alley oop to LeBron draws comparisons to D Wade's drop off pass. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. Okay. Uh, can I just say what's remarkable about this? Sure. The what's remarkable about this is when LeBron did that with D Wade. I was two years out of college. Greg was not yet a Super Bowl champion. It was five years left in his NFL career. And Wilds was producing television shows all around the world. We're now 12 years later. And as far, not the past part of it, but the dunk part of it, yeah. does look remarkably similar. Yeah. And I, I don't even know the context for that. That LeBron's athleticism still at that level, but that's what my takeaway was, Wiles. Well, my takeaway, Greg, was uh, one was an alley-oop and one was a bounce pass. Say <laughs> <laughs> your soliloquy on LeBron's longevity, but... <laughs> what? But... You put it in the show! I'll put it in the show! <laughs> Look, Greg, final word. I, I love how everyone wants to compare an alley-oop to LeBron now to D-Wade. Like, this, it's fun, but no... It's almost no, like something uh, what, great the, that happened in the past. Just because something happened recently, yeah, people want to all of a sudden say, like, wow, this is better than something great yeah, in Just the past. let that be what it is. Oh, that yeah, was yeah. special. The, now, the what you said was interesting and noteworthy. Yes. Thank you, Greg. I agree. A dunk? That's what I'm here for. Interesting and noteworthy commentary. And D. Brown can still dunk. D. Brown, can he? Yes. You want to bet on that? Yeah. I'm going to bet D. Brown can Well, you got to see if how Reebok is. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, turn our attention to the Greg Jennings Bowl. 12-3 and three Vikings, who Greg supports, <laughs> head into Lambeau. Pack under 500, but favored in this one, Greg. Rodgers. 16 and 11 versus the Vikings, but they did lose the season opener by 16 points. Greg, I don't know where you are on this one. Exactly. Because, you know, but when we used to be on remote, you used to have two Packers jerseys behind you. And every once in a while, you would pull out from, you know, the attic a dusty Vikings jersey and your dusty Dolphins jersey. So which way are you going with this? Where's your heart on well, this? Well, kind of like Nick and the committee and the tears, what the tears aren't are not the standings. That's exactly. True. What I am not is bias. Correct. Okay. I'm unbiased. All right. yeah. So in this Greg Jennings Bowl, as you like to call it, I'm just real. And right now, I got to go with the Green Bay Packers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's shocking. Uh, there's a caveat. Okay. Let's and it, and how, how interesting is this, that Christian Watson, questionable, if he's healthy and he plays, which we – they suspect, suspect that he should play. We'll see, yeah. We'll see. But if he plays, he's the difference maker for the Green Bay Packers. And he was the difference maker in what we saw them 
not turn out to be in week one. Oh, yeah. Which was a Drops success. Drops the 75-yard Absolutely. And now you're going up against a team that beat you, mm-hmm. that took on that, that win and rolled. But Christian Watson, with what he provides right now, his speed, his ability to stretch the field, his ability to separate and just outrun you. If you look at Christian Watson, do we have this tape on Christian Watson? There we go. Against the Dallas Cowboys. This was his breakout game. It, three touchdowns in this game. When we saw this, I'm like, okay, this young man is starting to get it together. This one right here, when you look at what makes Christian Watson such a threat to defenders and opposing teams, his ability to catch the ball right now on a jet sweep or underneath and separate because of his speed. Aaron Rodgers has that in him. Mm. If he does not play, I don't think they have a chance. If he is healthy and he can play, the Bruin Bay Packers will beat Quickly, the what if he's like kind of healthy with this hip injury? What if, if he's he, not 100%, but he can go? If, if you're on the field, I need you. I'm not giving you any excuses. That's just what we do. So, I like the Vikings in this game. I think that this question is interesting because I think most of the audience agrees with the pretense of the pr- question, which is, hey, Aaron Rodgers has carried the Packers on this three-game winning streak. But it's false. Rodgers has not been good this year. We all agree. Mm-hmm. During the winning streak, he's been worse than he was prior to the winning streak. Rodgers' numbers during the winning streak. He has three total touchdowns, two picks, an 85 passer rating, and it's less than 220 yards per game. They have not been winning because Aaron Rodgers got red hot. They have been winning because they played two of the worst teams in football, and then Tua had a fourth quarter that was the worst of his career, and we now have a reason to believe why, but we had to do with the fact he was dealing with a concussion. The Packers, in my mind, have not turned some corner. And even if they had, they still have no answer for the best receiver in the league, Justin Jefferson, who lit them ablaze yes, in week did. one. And for the Vikings, this is an important game. They're alive for the one seed, but I don't think they believe they're going to get it. They would have to go undefeated and have the Eagles lose twice. Like, I don't think that's realistic. Mm -hmm. But what is realistic is they stay the two. And that matters because if you're Minnesota, let's just assume Minnesota and San Francisco both win their opening playoff games. The difference between that divisional round being in your raucous a loud building in a controlled environment yep. where Justin Jefferson is playing on turf or the field turf they have in Minnesota versus having to go to San Francisco is so massive. If they lose, they drop to the three line and their path to a conference championship game becomes so much more difficult. And so I just, this is a huge spot for Minnesota. I think they need the game. I think they're better than Green Bay. And I don't think Green Bay all of a sudden is some super dangerous team. So well, I, like I just want to say something really no. quick. I don't either. I, no, I, I just, know you. Okay. You I just, just like him in this spot. I just like him in this game. Because you don't, you believe, correct me if I'm wrong, even if the Packers win this game, it doesn't mean they're going to make the playoffs. No, I You still like Detroit. I do. Yep. Okay. Coming just up to back. be clear. Yeah, I know. Well, you're Mr. All Natural Minnesota 2021. Yeah. Defending champion? Yeah, 2020. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. What happened 2020? Uh, Pandemic I, year. Come on. Wow. Don't embarrass the guy. Hey, hey. Cowboys at Titans tomorrow. 8 15. Titans have lost a bunch of games. They lost Ryan Tannehill. Nick, yeah. what can Dallas do to prove to you that they're for real? Yeah. You want to blow out Mike Vrabel and the Titans? So, uh, listen, I, I already believe they're for real. I don't, Dak and the Cowboys don't have to... 
prove to me that they can win the NFC. I believe they can win the NFC. Now, I would like to see the defense snap back into form a bit. And I, for the Cowboys, I think this is noteworthy. Their final two weeks of the year, they get Malik Willis and now, out of nowhere, Carson Wentz. If there was ever a recipe for a defense that has feasted on turning the opposing quarterback over all year, a Willis-Wentz sandwich is a pretty good one. So I would like to see Dallas going into the postseason with the defense rolling. But I, for the Cowboys being an 11-4 and team that I would argue don't have a single bad loss all year, and if they do have one bad loss, you would say it's week one when Dak broke his thumb because they looked bad, but their quarter, it was week one and their quarterback broke his thumb against Tampa. I, they are oddly, the, the, the burden of proof seems to rest against them quite a bit where people are looking for reasons to say they can't win the conference. Of course they can. I think the best team in the conference is San Francisco. They have a rookie seventh rounder at quarterback. The next best team in the conference, most people believe, and then maybe people think this team's the best team, is Philadelphia. Philadelphia's quarterback is injured. I know that Nick Sirianni keeps talking about Jalen Hurts like he's fine. He's injured, and it's a throwing shoulder injury. And the other best team in the conference is Minnesota that Dallas beat by 37 points. I know, like, I, I, what? I know we have the Prince, we had the trumpets and everything. Mm-hmm. The Jacksonville loss was a bad loss. They, that was a bad but loss. But that wasn't because it. Okay. It wasn't because it. Well, Dak I mean, threw, the, threw the, the pick the, six, the pick six and the defense allowed Trevor Lawrence to, you know, become the Prince who was promised. Listen, it's, it's a bad it, loss. It, it, I, I don't think it's a bad loss. Also, a playoff team that's red hot with the Prince who was They're promised. red hot because Dallas collapsed. Well, that's one of the reasons they're red hot, but they're playing well. <laughs> yeah, well, for me, because of the picks, I need to see Dak play a clean game. Just don't throw the ball I to just, the other team. Just play a clean game. Like, you're playing against a team that you can take advantage of in the Titans. They, are, they have nothing to play. They're probably – Derrick Henry probably – we won't probably see him. He's questionable anyway. But this game means absolutely nothing for the Titans. Correct. Da- Dallas, Dak Prescott, offensively, play a clean game. Can I, can I tell you one other small note yeah, for the Cowboys? Yeah, then I have one other smaller note. Okay. It's a very interesting spot because if the Cowboys win and Philly loses, then the Cowboys obviously are alive for the Correct. one seed in the division. But if the Cowboys win and Philly wins, the Cowboys can give themselves a bye in Week 18. They are li- if, the, if, if the Philly wins this week and the Cowboys win, Dallas is locked into the five seed. Mm-hmm. So they can all of a sudden make sure they are super healthy and rested going into that playoff game. Right, here's my smaller game. note. Greg, I saw this. I had to put it in the show. Uh, T.O., 49, 49, sorry, I said 49ers, that's his age. T.O., 49, calls Jerry Jones seeking NFL tryout. Okay. Well, Why I wanted to get in the, that show? in the show. Because it's a small note that's we, interesting. No, it's Everyone not. just leaned in. They said, what was that? T.O.? No. Greg, snowball's chance? No, there's no snowballs. Roll the animation. <laughs> Wilds, Wilds was drinking before today's Have you seen T.O. run? Yeah, okay. He's moving you still. Were, you gaveled the Odell story. I haven't now. gaveled T.O. Wow. He's still out there cooking. <laughs> It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You know what time it is. And last night, a select group of students, academics, and fans of Luka Doncic met at a secure location in New York City to churn, toil, burn that midnight oil. 
<laughs> to deliver the best segment in all sports media. It's an honor and a privilege. It's time for next year's. It is. And as thank you as always, Kevin Wilds. And it was nice to have the committee with us to watch. We paused the meeting once Luca got oh, yeah. to 45. <laughs> we were like, oh, he could be watching his. But then you walked back in. Well, when they were down nine with like 30 seconds left, one of, I, well, I don't want to embarrass him, but Marcus left the room, said, mm-hmm. I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. He missed the comeback, but then he came. Oh, it was unbelievable. Okay. Speaking of the committee, we can show the eliminated tiers. What you will notice is there are no new eliminations. That is not because no teams deserve to be eliminated. That is because ever since the resignation last week of our doctor of all algorithms, we haven't filled the void, and so we can't. We don't have an elimination algorithm. I don't know if you saw the tweet, Wilds. PhD Shane Tilton mm-hmm. has applied to the committee. We're reviewing his resume as we speak, so we might fill the committee by next week. Okay, there's the eliminated tiers. Told you guys Texans were frisky. Now to the actual tiers. Not good enough. This is very simple. The Titans, the Patriots, and the Panthers, they're not good enough. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're not very interesting, and we don't need to talk about it anymore. NFC Survivor. One of these teams will make the playoffs. It was looking like Washington until Washington made the bizarre decision to go back to Carson Wentz. Oh, God. We're pulling for Seattle and Geno, but we think it's going to be Detroit. But one of those teams is going to be the seventh seed. AFC Survivor, it's going to be Miami. And then Miami is going to lock it up probably this week when they beat the New England Patriots if the Jets can't go to Seattle and win. But one of those two teams will be your seventh seed in the AFC. It better be Miami too because you can't go from 8-3 and three to out of the postseason. Slightly scary tier. You can see the path for either of these two teams to make round two. For the Giants, it's very simple. They might get Minnesota in round one. We just saw them play in Minnesota, and it took a 61-yard field goal at the gun by Greg Joseph for Minnesota to win that football game. So the Giants know they can play with Minnesota. Tampa, on the other hand, we've been over this about why they are slightly scary because of their pedigree and their quarterback. Either of these teams would likely be going to Philadelphia in round two. And that would be slightly scary for Philadelphia. For the Fair. Giants, because it would be the third time they're playing them this season. For the uh, Bucks, it would be because they beat them in the postseason last year. Next, what is this not, Wilds? Oh, it's not the standings. Not the standings. These two teams are 22-8. and eight. But it's hard to truly trust either one, even though the record demands we do. Baltimore... It's almost impossible to handicap right now. Right now, they're being carried by a defense that made some additions at midseason, and they deserve credit for that. But when is Lamar coming back? What is he going to look like when he comes back? The Vikings, on the other hand, I'm a little concerned. That Do you guys remember the best Vikings team of my lifetime, maybe any lifetime, the 98 Vikings? Mm-hmm. They had an unbelievable streak going. Their kicker all year long had not missed a single kick, field goal or extra point. Mm-hmm. Then... In the playoffs, missed a kick to put him in the Super Bowl. A little part of the committee believes the Vikings, which has not lost a close game all year long, come the postseason, is going to play in their first close game that they are not able to pull out of the fire. So the Vikings, not the standings. We're impressed with your record, but not quite as much as you would like. Next, QB Mount Rushmore. Oh, God. Here's what I mean. Excuse me. Oh, God over there. (laughs) Bless you. Um... Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, your three premier quarterbacks in football. There's a fourth spot on the Mount Rushmore. 
These two teams are going to be playing each other in round one of the postseason. The four seed Jaguars versus the five seed Chargers. The winner of that game for the quarterback wins, folks, will have a playoff victory. And the fourth spot on the modern day quarterback, Mount Rushmore. It's undeniable. Next, round three on deck. I'm not convinced, and the committee is not convinced, that Philadelphia, as presently constituted, with no Lane Johnson, with a banged up uh, Jalen Hurts, is better than Dallas. But we are going to get to find out when we see these two teams play, assuming Philadelphia holds on to the one seed, and assuming Dallas can dispatch of Tampa in round one. We've talked about it. I think Dallas is right now slightly underrated by the general media, and we like Dallas's chances there. Game of the year. The Bengals have dropped from their perch atop the tiers. The Bills have moved up a bit after another game where they didn't play great, but they ended up actually blowing the Bears out at the end. This weekend game of the year. If Buffalo wins, they're the one seed. It's exactly what they'd hoped for at the beginning of the year, and they would have beaten Kansas City and Cincinnati, and Cincinnati could fall away the wild card spot. If Cincinnati wins, Buffalo wakes up on Tuesday morning as the three seed, and Cincinnati is alive for the number one spot. And, by the way, also wildly important for the loser of this game, if they are the three seed, that you're going to get the Ravens in round one of the playoffs. It's a potentially very difficult game of the year, Monday night in Cincinnati. Number one contenders. This team has not been challenged in six weeks. They've not lost in two months since the Chiefs put it on them. They have found a way to win no matter who their quarterback is, and they have won convincingly more often than not. That makes them number one contenders. And then, much like the beginning of the year when the number one contenders were the Niners and the favorites were the Kansas City Chiefs, oh, we are almost to the new year, and once again the favorites are the Kansas City Thank Chiefs. You. I know people get bored by dominance and having the Seattle Seahawks in one of the most important games they had played in two years come into your building, be down 24-3, to and show no pulse whatsoever, gets no credit. In fact, Mahomes gets knocked down the MVP ladder in favor of a wide receiver. But those of us that know know that while, unfortunately, the Buffalo Bills have suffered some significant injuries and the Bengals just lost their left tackle and the Eagles just lost their right tackle and their quarterback and the Niners a few weeks ago lost their quarterback, the Chiefs, oddly, have been able to not only win, but stay rather healthy while doing it. And come Tuesday morning, they will be the one seed in the AFC and officially the favorites in the NFL, which is why the committee has the foresight to put them there right now. That, Greg Jennings, is the Week 17 tiers. Great tiers. I have a problem. Oh. What's the problem? I have a problem. Tell I have me. a big problem because okay. if I go back a couple weeks, Week 15, you had the Bengals atop the tiers. We did. And you had them listed at, let me see, mm-hmm. to run the table. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Week 16, they're atop the tiers. You had them listed as the favorites. Yes. They didn't lose last week. That is correct. They played the Patriots, yep. and they won by four. Yes. Two weeks ago, yes. your Kansas City Chiefs played the Houston Texans. One by six. One ah, by six. six. In what? Not in regulation. In what? In Wild overtime. In overtime. Mm-hmm. And you say that the Bengals have dropped? Let me tell you why the Bengals should be on the take. Can you roll the tape, please? Oh, we have tape. Absolutely. See. This young man that's oh. under center well, at the quarterback play. position. This is a game-winning play right here. Look who they're I watched playing. this from Doyle Brunson's house. Third down and 11. Game on the line. You can seal it. Don't give that guy across from you the opportunity to get back on the field. He immediately IDs 
his guys. You see up top right there, you got T. Higgins. He everybody thinks, you know what? Maybe we can go to maybe we can go to Jamar Chase, but no. And look how cool he is in the pocket. He stands there knowing that he's going to get hit because he knows who he is. He's Joe Cool. Yeah. We need this. This is who I am. This is my moment. I'm going with my guys. I got one on my left. I got one on my right. You see, look, it doesn't matter. This team always finds a way in the most important moments of the season, in particularly against the team that we see them on this no, paper true. against. It's all true. And, and yet you dropped well, them. Well, we, we promoted them after this game, which I know America might not remember where this is from because it was so long ago. But that was a month ago against the Kansas City Chiefs when they won. Unfortunately for the Cincinnati Bengals, what we have seen from them over the last two weeks is not play befitting the favorites. Against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they could only be bothered to show up for one half of football, the second half. Against the New England Patriots, they could only be bothered to show up for one half of football, the first half. And Joe Burrow, who I adore, did throw a brutal pick six and another interception. And if not for the Patriots, no longer being allowed to deflate football so they never fumble, and they fumble the football there, they lose that game. So for those reasons, we just knocked them down a hair. Now, they, we believe they're going to beat Buffalo this weekend. Maybe I'll we'll put them back atop the tiers probably won't though. So, they, <laughs> listen, they, they were at the top of the tiers for a few weeks. But the, the Patriots are a bad, bad football team, Greg. And, the and they almost Texas lost aren't them. That- I, last month, Houston's been good. Yeah, did you see him against Dallas? Did you uh, see him this oh, past man. week? Houston just got to win. Right. Houston's they, hotter they, than the Patriots. Do they have a chance to make the playoffs? They, oh, well, that's, you. again, Thank it's you, not Greg. the standings. Go ahead. Which is why my upset alert, Patriots over the Bengals. To keep it close was 100% accurate yet again. Tune in to Upset Alert on Friday at 4 o'clock. But for this segment, I would like to promote the Vikings. And if anyone knows that this segment is not about the standings, it's me. I say it every week. Yeah. That being said, the Vikings are being criminally underrated. And that is from the mayor affair, not Mr. All-Natural Minnesota 2021, <laughs> who is seated to the my left. For reason number one, a little bit like the NBA here. Oh, it's a close game. What are we going to do? I don't know. Throw it to one of the most dangerous and best players in the entire league. Mm-hmm. First in targets, first in receptions, first in yards, first in 100-yard games. Eight touchdowns. I could see it going up a, a little bit. Still the ultimate weapon. When it comes down to a close moment, we've seen it before. Throw it to Justin Jefferson. Reason number two, Kirk Cousins. Greg, uh, I don't love him as much nearly as you do, but the guy can play. And I think he's got a bad reputation for not coming up big in big moments. But fourth quarter, he's got more fourth quarter touchdowns than Tom Brady and Joe Cool, Joe Burrow. And finally, I'm, I'm big on the soft statistics. Mm-hmm. Granted, me and Josh are out there grinding the all 22 before and after the show. But just general good vibes. <laughs> I think good vibes on a team are great. So we obviously had all this stuff on the plane. They sort of dialed this back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But after the last win, no, this, excuse me, this was after the Colts win. Uh-huh. Uh, here was Kevin O'Connell, the coach. Take a listen. When I tell you guys. <laughs> I mean it from the bottom of my heart, and that will never change. I will ride with this group until they don't let us play any more games. Told you, I like that. Out there sounding like you on the Friday before Christmas, spilling your guts all over the table. All right. You know what? I got to tell you something. Okay. I hadn't seen that video, Greg. Yeah, say it. I, Something there. Can we show the tears? Do we have time? I, I think I've got to do it. 
I've got to drop the mic. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Coach is crying after a regular season win? He's crying? I didn't like when he said, he's until they don't let us play he's football. He's crying? I'm like Kevin O'Connell. Dan Campbell that, cries. That video, yeah, and, and you know what? Dan Campbell, oh, God. Dan Campbell is a manlier cry than that oh. one. I, I, don't, I don't love it. I got to tell you that much. Kevin O'Connell, everybody loves you this year. I hadn't seen that video. What tier are they going down to? They're going down to slightly scary. Oh. We're redoing it. They're no, it's no longer not the standings. They're dropped to slightly scary. So there it is. Sorry, right, Wilds. We'll Worked this. against you. Okay, coming up next. Where's Derek Carr going? Nobody quite knows. Probably not Las Vegas. My voice cracked when I was saying you guys are Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the show. I'd call this kind of breaking news. Not totally breaking. It's kind of breaking. Some people have been sleeping all day. Who? I don't know. People well, thanks for tuning. Overnight. Thanks for waking yeah. up and tuning into the show. We got a lot Raiders. of people that work the late shift that watch us. They wake up. We're their morning show, Wilds. Oh, we're back on the mornings. Yeah, they work overnight. Hey, good morning, everybody. Yeah. Raiders are benching Derek Carr <laughs> for the final two games. Here's the thing. If he played and got hurt, they'd have to guarantee some money, and they don't want to do that. Nope. They might not even want Derek Carr to be on the team next year. Definitely don't. So, Nick? What do you think the future holds for Derek Carr? I think he's going to get a lot of money. I think Derek Carr is going to get three years, 70 million bucks, with probably 40 million guaranteed, somewhere along that, from From? a team such as the Jets. The Jets would be the top of my list as the most likely landing spot for him. I, I don't think the Colts... Are gonna, I think the Colts are Gosh. finally going to bite the bullet and draft a quarterback. But I think they they're could. finally going to be know. like, we've got to, you know <laughs> what? Do it. We've tried this for five years in one a row. More roll one more roll the dice. So I think the Jets, I, I think the, a team like the Niners is almost no chance. I think the Niners are, because they're a team that some people are going to be in the market for a quarterback, I think the Niners are not going to spend money on a mid-tier quarterback. I think it's got to be a team that feels like we have been it had an anchor around our neck at the quarterback position. We don't need great. We just need not awful. So I think the Jets are a possibility. Mm-hmm. I think Washington's a possibility. Now Washington, you know, has they've gotten on this carousel as well, most recently with Carson Wentz. But I don't think Wentz is going to work these next few weeks. So I, I, those to me would be at the top of my list with the Jets with a bullet at the top of my list because I don't think they're not I don't think they're not gonna have a good enough draft pick to draft a quarterback. And the Jets are the opposite of the Colts. They keep trying to draft their quarterback and it never works. So I think that Derek Carr with the Jets makes a lot of sense. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could add you could add them oh, to that. Oh a little switcheroo. Yeah a little switcheroo. Absolutely. Huh. So Brady goes to Brady Vegas. Brady goes to Vegas. And Carr goes, Carr to, goes Tampa. to Tampa. Can I ask you a question Wilds? Yeah of course. He'd be the best quarterback you guys have had since Brady. Uh, so, you know, would you be know. interested? Would you be interested in Derek Carr? Because I think no. that no, just fl- a flat no. Are we on the air right now? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. The not interested in Derek. Not Carr. interested in Derek. And Carr. his 
It, well, he's he's had some gaudy seasons there. Yeah. And his leadership, no, no, no. No. Okay. And his just like he got benched and taking it in stride. Not interested. I like a little more theatrics with okay. my, a little oh more passion. Uh, person I am interested in, though, the other domino to fall here, uh, Devontae Adams, Greg. If they don't get Tom Brady, which I think is a bit of a pipe dream, you think it's more realistic than I do. Do you think Devontae Adams, who we thought left Aaron Rodgers to pursue this kind of college dream of reuniting mm-hmm. with Derek Carr, literally bought the house next to him, they seem to be good friends, uh, and Devontae Adams still putting up numbers with Derek Carr. If someone new comes in, is there a chance that Devontae Adams asks out, wants to leave with Derek Carr? What do you think happens to Devontae I think that there's a realistic chance that that happens. If, if the person that they are trying to go after is not named Thomas Edward Brady. Like Anybody I think, else? I don't, who else can well, you Well, the go? other, uh, uh, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo, I, I don't think, I don't believe is enough for Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams goes from Aaron Rodgers to... Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr to Jimmy G. Yeah, you get those wins. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think you put up big numbers. Yeah, th- that's yeah. so. You think that if they don't get, if the Raiders, if the Raiders don't land Brady, that Devontae says this is not what I signed up for. Absolutely, I think that's on the board. I Absolutely. think the now I don't know how much leverage he has, and I don't know correct the and the way that contract is is structured could be difficult to trade him. I do. We are in a spot though now with Derek Carr becoming available, or he is going to become available. The best potential free agent quarterback out there is Lamar, but nobody thinks Lamar is actually going to be available. The Ravens are going to franchise tag him, mm-hmm. probably keep him. So take him off the board. There's Brady, who's a very unique, it's like one year try to win it. Mm-hmm. But to me, you know who this is bad news for? Jimmy Garoppolo. Because I think Jimmy was going to be be able to kind of auction himself off to the highest bidder. I think Carr jumps Garoppolo in the line. I think that the Jets were potentially going to offer Jimmy Garoppolo a bunch of money. Now I think they're going to offer Derek Carr a bunch of money. Like if we're ranking the free agent quarterbacks available, Jimmy G really was the top one. I view Carr as a far better player than Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know if you do as well, Greg. I assume you do. That he's. I, I think Carr, is, he's been more durable. He's been statistically more successful, even if he doesn't have the wins. So I think this is bad news for Jimmy Garoppolo that Derek Carr is going to be available. I think it costs him some money. I, I, I don't know if I put Derek Carr above Jimmy Garoppolo. Wow. I tell you, it's that oh. seat, dude. Wow, yes. No, uh, in, 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 it, in, in a situation where he's coming to the Jets, because that's where you would really yeah. put him, I don't, think, I don't think Derek Carr would thrive in New York. Like. Oh. I just think he oh, would really? – no, I don't think so. Oh. Well, you can't be a cautious quarterback. And they, they want to win. Who? Like, the Jets. The Jets. Oh, they have, no, they don't. They, they, they do. They do. Look at you. You're I, a I Patriots know. fan. They want to win. Can I, can, I, can I put my chips on the table real quick? I think Tom Brady is in San Francisco. I think Derek Carr is with the Jets. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo is with Washington. I think those are the quarterback moves of this upcoming summer. Maybe. I think the Raiders look around and be like, ooh, look at all these free agents. Like, you know, he's really good. Derek Carr. Well, then they wouldn't have been. Is Derek Carr? No, no, then they wouldn't have been. Derek Carr. Look at that. He's neighbors with Devontae Adams. I think that would work out. Went to college together. Got something. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. 
And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Knicks medals, Celtics Rockets, Jason Tatum. 38, and here's what you really need to pay attention to. Eight rebounds, because, whoa, we love rebounds. We do. First things first. What's the the final part of every defensive possession? The rebound. Bronze medal. It is. Luka's putback. This is what opened the doors to the second greatest regular season game in NBA history. He gets a bronze just for the putback. Silver medal. After the putback, what'd he do? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That's oh, great. That is childlike exuberance <laughs> also from my large adult Slovenian son. Is that an issue? What's that? He thought he had won the game. No, that. he didn't. No, he just said that to excuse the somewhat awkward dancing. And Tibbs in the background looking angry as ever. And in the goal, just Luke overall. 60, 21, and 10. Our first of the year and only second ever. Triple medal for the same person from the same game. Oh. There's Luca. <laughs> All three spots on the medal stands. That is worth nine points in Ooh, our season-ending medal standing. Five for the gold, three for the silver, one for the bronze. Take that up with the committee, which for the medal stand is just me. There's a, There's a medal stand, <laughs> just me. There it is, the medal stand oh from last night goodness. in the NBA. Oh, let's dig in on uh, Dolphins going up to Foxborough. Who's favorite? Well, it's that guy, Mac Jones, a.k.a. The dirtiest player in the NFL. Belichick was asked about it, and here's what he said. Take a listen. Some players, including Eli Apple, have called Mac a dirty player. Do you think he sometimes gets too close to that line or goes over it? Or do you think it's all kind of... Yeah, you have to talk to those guys about that. Yeah, I'm not dealing with that. Oh! You guys deal with that. That's interesting. We should have put that earlier in the show. We had too much. That's interesting. power-packed show today. Greg, I understand Bill usually doesn't, doesn't say much. But it wouldn't have t- taken much to be like, no, no Mac Jones not a dirty player. We're moving on. I, f- I like that. You know what that reminded me of? During Deflategate, ask the quarterback about that. They're like, I'm not dirtying my hands. Baby this. goat. This is your guy's problem. That was not exactly. Doing whatever it takes to you win. Got, you got Kevin O'Connell crying for his players in the locker room. Belichick won't even defend him. That, to me, is a little something. That Belichick didn't defend him there. And he shouldn't defend him. Come on, Greg. No, you don't defend that type of play. Greg, you know what? If you ever did anything, I would be on your side. If you steal Dusty's lunch out of the fridge, I'd be like, Dusty, I don't know. (laughs) Greg's working out longer than you. You probably deserve it. 